Hey guys, I hope you're doing great today and I can't wait to bring you the show. But before I do, I just wanna make a quick request. If you're listening to the show and you're getting good value and you're enjoying the content and you feel that it's valuable, if you could just take a second and go and give me a rating and review in whatever platform you listen, whether it be Apple or Google or uh, Spotify, whatever it is, just go and give me a rating and review, that would be very appreciated. All right guys, let's dive in. Kind of the underlying message that she said, your mess can become your message, but also there's always a dip before a pop, right? Or mm -hmm. on with every blessing or miracle that comes into your life, it starts with a problem or it starts with something a low, right? And you can use that. Like there's there's different ways to use that. Sandy used it as fuel. She, when, you know, when her mom unexpectedly passed, I saw, you know, a shift in her where she's like, I'm no longer willing to settle for this just life. I'm not willing just to like let life pass me by. Like I'm going to seek passion. I don't know what exactly I'm going to do, but I'm going to seek passion. I'm going to make my mom proud. I'm going to make myself proud. And I'm going to, I'm no longer settling. Like every day is a gift. This life is a gift. I'm going to make the most of it. That like drove her. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right, thank you for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate it. If you have been here before and you're back for more, thank you for coming back. I appreciate you very much. If you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. I hope I live up to all your expectations of what this show is supposed to be about, and that's you and teaching you and inspiring you and trying to make you achieve your goals, be better than you thought you could be, all those things. And I've got some guests on today that I think will hit that mark. Uh, they're very inspirational, very, very, very cool people. Uh, their names are Sandy and Wade. They're a married couple. They're lifestyle entrepreneurs that live in Orange County. They are real estate investors, but that's not their focus. Their focus is really about how to help people become more, to learn how to be the best version of themselves. They both left careers behind that they weren't suited for and now have multitude, many thriving businesses, including an eight-figure network marketing business. They are co-founders of their own real estate investing company. They're published authors. They have their own podcast and they are just amazing, amazing people. And I was really excited to get them on the show and they knocked it out of the park. Just such good info, such good inspiration and a really good perspective. And I think we talked about this during the episode, but I really do think perspective, the way people view themselves, the way they view the world, what they believe they can do and what they believe they can't do has way more to do with success than having the tools, the apps, the spreadsheets, the websites, the services, the whatever, right? It's not the tools that makes a great house. It's a great carpenter. It's someone who knows and believes that they can do what they want to do. And these folks help people get there every single day. So without any further ado, I give you Sandy and Wade. All right, guys, thank you for doing this. Welcome to Just Start Real Estate. I'm excited to have you here. We're so excited to connect with you and your audience, Mike. Just excited for this conversation. Thanks yeah. for having us. 
Absolutely. Thanks for being here. Thanks for agreeing to do it. I'm excited too. Uh, I know you guys are like we talked a little bit off Mike. Your whole life doesn't revolve around real estate, and that's totally awesome. You guys have a ton of cool things going on. Uh, but what really excited me about you, and when when I kind of looked into you, and I and I do that obviously. You guys have a podcast. You know, you look into your guests and just see what what the conversations could be about and whether or not it's a good fit. And what I love about what you guys are about, first of all, super positive, a lot of energy, like that's awesome. Um, but I think what ultimately can make people stumble in their journey in whatever business they're in is they start losing their enthusiasm. They start doubting themselves. They start thinking that, you know, it's, this isn't, I'm not that person. Other, It's for other people to have like this life where they enjoy themselves and love what they do. I can't achieve that. Like, who am I to think, you know, and I think that's the kind of stuff that you guys take head on. And I think that is probably the biggest barrier. It's not information. It's not how do you flip a house? How do you buy a rental property? That is so out there. That information is so available to people. But what no one really talks about or they don't talk about enough is what's the mindset it takes to actually be successful in whatever it is you're doing? Whatever. It doesn't matter, right? So I'm excited to have you guys on. So thanks again for doing this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Mindset, I feel like, is our specialty. <laughs> and we're still figuring it out every single day. But what you just touched on, the imposter syndrome, I think so many of us struggle with that. It's so easy to believe, oh, well, that person can achieve those dreams or that person could have that business or that person could live in that dream home. But like, I could never have that. Yeah. We all deal with that head trash. And so I so believe like being in this entrepreneurial space that your mindset is everything and your business lives between your ears. And that's why working on yourself and your personal growth and development is like the most important thing you could be doing. Yeah. I love that your business lives between your ears. That's a good, I've never heard. That's a great one. Yeah. You're totally right. And I think people don't talk about mindset sometimes because let's be honest, it feels a little bit to a lot of people. It feels it, there's, it, it like it lacks substance. Like, well, what's the website? What's the app that's going to get me over? It's like, no, and sometimes, like you said, it's all between your ears. Because I, I'm sure you guys have met plenty of successful people um, in, in, your, in your travels and just dealing with folks. The most successful people aren't necessarily the smartest people or the people with the most advantage when they started off. You know, they're just like you and I. They're just regular people who just believe they can do it or didn't know not to believe they could do it. You know what I mean? Like sometimes being naive or just like not knowing and just diving in and not even understanding. It's like sometimes that's helpful. So it's just really good to know. I've, I've just dealt with so many people. And once you get to know them, it's like, wow, these they're just like so normal. Like they're just, they could be yeah. my neighbor. Like they, they don't seem exceptional except for the fact that they're crushing it. Right. And, and there's something different in their mind than in other people's mind. And that's a lot of times the biggest difference. So for context, let's give people a little bit of a, uh, an idea of who exactly you are what your background is and why you're not just sitting in some corporate, you know, office, just cranking away on the computer and working for somebody else. What, what caused you to get out of that life? Ooh, I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. I think you, you got to start this properly. <laughs> okay. So I'm such a big believer that your mess becomes your message. And oftentimes we're faced with things that, um, <clears throat> help mold us and help bring, you know, it may not make sense in the moment. Like it may be like, why is this happening? Or why am I going through this or whatever it might be. But then you look back like hindsight 2020 and you're like, it all makes sense. Right. So, um, I would say my journey, um, with entrepreneurship started about eight years ago. My, I, at the time I was working a corporate job and, um, my mom unexpectedly passed away and that like rocked my world. And I was like, 
but it changed my whole meaning of life. Yeah. And it made me think, okay, my mom would want me to be happy. I'm not happy in this job and I want to live my life to the fullest. And so I went on this journey of self-discovery and figuring out what am I meant to do? Like, why am I here? I know I was made for more. And so um, I was 23 at the time. And I didn't really know like what my path was, but um, I purchased a franchise and I owned a brick and mortar store for four years. So that's how my journey started. And um, so grateful for that experience. But when like now that I'm out of that, I wouldn't do that again. Um, <laughs> and then there was years of um, I was living in California. Wade was living in Boston. We did the long distance thing. Hmm. That was rough. Um, and then there was chapters where I went back to having like after I sold my business, where I went back to having a job or. At one point, I worked um, a software sales company where I had to do 175 cold calls a day. That told me what I don't ever want to do. Yeah. Um, there was periods where I was a nanny, where I was a waitress. Um, I got my real estate license. I dabbled in real estate. Like I feel like I literally did so many different things until Wade and I finally were like, okay, let's like partner and do this together. And so now we're network marketing professionals. We're real estate investors. We have a podcast. Um, we have uh, another brand. We, we've launched a product that helps people in the network marketing space. Okay. So we now have this like multifaceted, um, you know, we always call ourselves lifestyle entrepreneurs. And three years ago, if someone told me that we would be doing all these things, I'd be like, what? But it really was this perfect, um, you know, laying of the bricks of everything just kind of happening in the perfect order. So yeah, yeah my mess became my message. I really was like, you know what? Like I <clears throat> want to live a life on purpose and, um, it took some time to figure out what that was. It didn't happen overnight. Yeah. But um, what you were talking about, it's easy to look at people and be like, wow, they just kind of seem like fearless. Like they don't know what they're doing, but they're just kind of doing it. Like yeah. that was me. I just, I just believed that somehow it would work out and I just kept going. And there'd be times where I'd look at my friends that had like amazing jobs and were doing all these incredible things and making a big impact. And I'm like, I'm a waitress. You know, I was like, there's chapters where I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm not like really yeah. pursuing what I want. But um, they were all necessary steps to get us here. So yeah. that's my journey. Super Amazing. relatable. Yeah. yeah, super relatable. I mean, I think a lot of people live that life where they're just trying to figure things out and they're kind of bouncing around a little bit. What about you, Wade? Yeah, what, what, I, what I love about Sandy's story and just, you know, getting a front seat experience to it. And I think the, you know, kind of the underlying message that she said, your mess can become your message, but also there's always a dip before a pop, right? Or... Mm -hmm on with every blessing or miracle that comes into your life it starts with a problem or it starts with something a low right and you can use that like there's there's different ways to use that sandy used it as fuel she when you know when her mom unexpectedly passed i saw you know a shift in her where she's like i'm no longer willing to settle for this just life i'm not willing just to like let life pass me by like i'm going to seek passion i don't know what exactly i'm going to do but I'm going to seek passion and make my mom proud. I'm going to make myself proud. And I'm going to, I'm no longer settling. Like every day is a gift. This life is a gift. I'm going to make the most of it. That like drove her. Yeah. Um, backtracking, Sandy and I actually knew each other since birth. Our moms are best friends pregnant with, with us and became best friends. And so we became baby best friends. Fast forward into adulthood. We grew up like family friends. But uh, we connected eight years ago, and, and that was the beginning of our love story. That's a whole nother uh, podcast episode. <laughs> but Sandy and my background are very different. So Sandy, I always saw as this like inspiring kind of entrepreneur, just like willing to take the risk, like jump off the cliff, like she'll find her wings, she'll fly. For me, it was like 
the more typical route maybe where I grew up in the Northeast and there's this pressure like you got to be successful. Okay. You've got to go be a businessman. You've got to get into the corporate world. You've got to climb the ladder. So I'm like, shoot, okay, I better do that. I went to business school. I got a master's degree in finance. I thought I better start using this thing. Went into the finance world, started doing, I started working for uh, an asset valuation firm and then a credit fund, kind of working with a lot of private equity firms and investment banks, commercial lending, et cetera. Yeah. And it was great experience. It was great experience. You know, I got to work with the CEO. There's great deal experience. I learned a lot about business. But when I was 18, I kind of had this mindset, okay, success is I'm going to go. I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to make that six figures. I'm going to be like balling out and I'm going to be happy and successful, right? And fulfilled. Yeah. And so like five, six, seven years into my career, I get to this place where I'm like, okay, I put my head down. I was ambitious. I worked for this. I'm a VP at my finance firm now. I'm making the six figures. I'm living in the penthouse in Boston. I'm on paper, everything looks great. Yeah. But it, inside, I was like, I'm not necessarily fulfilled and happy. Like, I got to do this. I got to work for someone else for something that they started for their baby, what they're passionate about for the next few decades. So I can hopefully yeah. retire like around 60 with a 401k. And he tells me when I, when I have to be at work, how much vacation I get. I started to look at like, gosh, the traditional model is, is broken. Like I have all these student loans and I, what is retirement anyway? It's like it's doing something. I can't wait to stop working and just start living my life. It, yeah. it all of a sudden I, I flipped the script. I started looking at what is success to me now? Now that I'm in my mid twenties, I have some experience under my belt professionally. And I started to study people and I started to study a lot of people who were living the life that I wanted to live. I think first, you know, the success principles, know what you want and then go seek that. So I started to identify it. I started to look at these people and I started to study their patterns. What did they do? Yeah. A lot of them were entrepreneurs. A lot of them really just had freedom and autonomy over their own life and had a sense of purpose and passion in their life. So they were building something. They, they worked harder than, than employees. They worked more probably, but they worked in their own yeah. terms and it was for something that they were excited about and that they were growing in it towards the life that they wanted to live. And then I started to realize, gosh, these people are all mostly healthy they have this thing called a morning routine. They, you know, they invest in themselves. They have coaches and they're in masterminds. And yeah. what are they investing in? Oh my gosh, assets. They're investing in real estate, different things. So I started to just try and mimic and copy and study these people. And that launched me to connect with some awesome people, hire a coach, get into the coaching world before Sandy and I joined forces. And are, we're basically business coaches and health coaches in the network marketing space. And it's allowed us to leverage, you know, our impact. Yeah. Because that's what I was seeking. It wasn't money. It was impact. It was freedom. I started to think, okay, what's the vehicle? And it is, I think entrepreneurship is the best self-development program in the world because you learn so much about yourself, who you yeah. are, and the person you become along the way is everything. It has enabled us to become the people that are investing in real estate. And that might start in the turnkey space, but then, you know, we just bought our first commercial property last year. It, it, breaks the glass ceiling off your life yep. and raises your vision for like, what, what can I do? I can go as far as I believe I can, which is kind of where we, we started the podcast, but that's long story longer, kind of our story in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. That, that's super awesome. And, and like I said, on two levels, like, you know, both, both Sandy and you, Wade, the, the paths that you took are very familiar to a lot of people, I'm sure. Right. Um, just trying to figure that out. And it's funny, I ask this of a lot of people, and I know you guys deal with a lot of entrepreneurs. In your opinion, no right or wrong answer here. I'm just curious of your opinion. 
uh, in your opinion, are entrepreneurs, are they all, are you born an entrepreneur if you're an entrepreneur? Or do you think people can learn? Or what's your take on that? As far as, because I mean, what I'm hearing you say, Wade, when you're talking is like, I was in this company and I'm working, but I'm like, what is this? For? Like, this guy gets to tell me when I can take vacation. Like, I don't like they, they tell me when I have to be here and when I can go home. That that's somebody who's an entrepreneur trapped in a place they, they don't belong. Right. Mm-hmm. So it felt like you were born maybe to do that. But what what is your opinion about born versus like somebody who learns to be an entrepreneur and that becomes their thing? Such a good question. We, I want Sandy. We were talking about this the other day. This yeah. is so funny because I think the answer is both. I was definitely a born entrepreneur, but I also think you can become one. So I think like, even if, um, you know, someone's listening to this and you've never dabbled in the entrepreneurial space, but you crave that and you want that you can, compl- you can totally do that. Like, um, it will, it may take a little bit more like learning or grooming or development or focus around how to do that and where to start. But I don't think if you weren't born with it, you missed the mark. Like I think yeah. anyone can really, yeah. Yeah, I think Sandy, uh, to reiterate what Sandy said, I think Sandy was a born entrepreneur, but I believe entrepreneurs can and are made for sure. I believe, Mike, that was actually the first time you just made me think, maybe I was like more born an entrepreneur trapped in the corporate (laughs) world, but I believe I was not born an entrepreneur and I've become one uh, because I've really, and I want to empower everyone. Like, I think anyone can become one. What you need is like, an underlying why, why you're doing it, a vision for what you want. And then an underlying why of why you're doing it, financial freedom, a legacy, building something for your family, building time in your life so you can spend it with your family or go on vacation, whatever that is, when that's big enough, when when your why is big enough, the hurdles kind of cease to exist or they're, they're just road bumps, right? Yeah. For me, I always thought of myself as a developed entrepreneur because I think an employee and entrepreneur mindset are, are wildly different for sure. Wildly different. You know, we are, it's not our fault really. Like our society kind of funnels us into our brains, even crave safety, security, the nine to five, the corporate, the salary, the benefits, the everything like I'll be good. But the the employee mindset's kind of like, okay, I got to go to work nine to five, maybe a little longer. I'm excited for the weekend. I can't wait for the weekend. Then I take time off. Maybe at night after I get home, I have dinner and I watch Netflix. I rest. An entrepreneur's mindset, there's always something to do. You can always be pushing, you know, something forward. So you're almost like always on, but can always be off too. Yeah. Yeah. And in transitioning, that's the biggest piece. You've got to develop the entrepreneurial mindset of like, what can I be doing? Where do I do those sprints and and work and, and push push or like work on something and where do I take off too? Um, so I think to answer your question, I believe entrepreneurs can definitely be developed. There's people like Elon Musk, like Sandy, like certain people that are like, Oh, that is an entrepreneur from birth. They never wanted to go to school and they, they will find their way no matter what. But when you want to do something, you know, whether it's invest in real estate, start a business, anything, if you have a strong enough, like commitment to it like you'll make it happen and you'll learn along the way that's the biggest thing yeah i think you're probably right about that so my take on it my unique little take on it is i sort of ask you a a binary question that i give you a third dimension to it so i think that in my opinion most people are born entrepreneurs however however here's the caveat here's what i think happened to you to you wade and what happened to me too because i was in corporate for year, like way longer than you. I was in corporate for almost 20 years. Mm -hmm. 
is I think people who are born to be entrepreneurs are born into an environment that doesn't foster it or even at all acknowledge it. Like it's so far off the menu, you don't even get to think about it. And at some point, you either hit a point where you just aren't happy, you want more. It's sort of like someone who's, a, I used this analogy the other day uh, with a guest. It's sort of like you take a piano prodigy, but they've never seen a piano before. And then you set them down at a piano and they're just like, da, 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 da. they're playing and you're like, what, what, how, what in the heck? Like they were born to play the piano, but if you never put a piano in front of them, they never know they can play it, right? And I think guys like you and me, sometimes it was in there, the kernel was in there, right? We weren't like, you know how you said mindset of a worker is like, I, I know people who are workers and that's great. They have great jobs and they, they, they go to nine to five. Like the thought of having to go out and hunt for what they eat is not for them. They just, they want to be able to go work for a company, be part of that. And they don't want to, they don't want to lead people. They don't want to even do that. So I, I think that sometimes we're born that way and we just, we, it never gets triggered, right? It's like a, the sleeper cell of, of entrepreneurship inside of us. It just, nobody triggers it. But anyways, that's just my thought because I, I didn't sell baseball cards. I didn't go around and mow people's lawns for money. I didn't do any of the stuff that entrepreneur, I get jealous when I hear about entrepreneurs who have all these like little jobs when they're young and they're making all this money and their friends are jealous. I didn't do any of that. Like I didn't do anything entrepreneurial until I was in my thirties. Like that's when it started. But when I finally took the leap and became an entrepreneur, like quit my job and full time. It was like I had come up for air from underneath water for years. And it was like, finally, I can breathe. And I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And to your point, um, Sandy, I think you do learn more about yourself when you become an entrepreneur, especially full time, than you ever knew before. Because I learned a lot about myself. Like when you know, this whole, like people ask me all the time, like, oh, are you busy today? And it's like, I don't even know how to answer the question. Like I could work all day, every day and never stop. Like there's no end to my work because most people are trained to think nine to five, like you're done at five and you have certain tasks you have to get done before the end of the day. I could literally, I never can get done. But on the other side of it is I'm always done, right? It's, it's always under my control if I want to stop or if I want to work. And I, what I learned about myself is the reason probably why I hated nine to five so much is I, I work for a couple of hours and then I stop for an hour and then I work for a couple hours and I stop for an hour. And that that happens all the way until about midnight. Like that's mm -hmm. how I do it. I don't work in the morning typically. That's not how I do it. I know you guys are big on morning routines. I'm probably the la I'm the worst. I'd be your worst student if you we did morning <laughs> stuff. I'm so bad in the morning. I've tried so hard and maybe you could help me. But um, I, I typically don't take meetings like this. This meeting for me, it was noon when we started this. Right. Mm -hmm. I went into my calendar and changed it to no one can schedule before two o'clock now, I, I decided, because I just don't, I don't like having me. And then this isn't the morning, it's the afternoon, obviously. But I, that's how much I protect my mornings. Like, I don't want meetings. I don't want any obligations before noon. I just, I just don't want to do that. But I take meetings at eight o'clock at night. Like, I'm totally cool with that, where most people be like, nope, not doing it, you know. Right. So it just depends. But you, you brought up something, you brought up the why. And I'm on like this like crusade now. I've taught people real estate for years. I've talked about the X's and the O's. I've taught people how to, you know, form their LLC, how to find properties, how to negotiate the price, how to raise money, like all of these things. But I'm convinced now because I've, I've done this for people and I've seen some people take that information and just explode and, and go and create six and seven and eight figure businesses. And mm -hmm. I've seen other people take that same information and do nothing. 
And it always baffles me as someone who's a super big, like risk to me is nothing. I love risk. Risk doesn't scare me. Like physical risk maybe, like I wouldn't really want to jump out of a plane necessarily. But if you said, hey, you've got $100,000, it's the only $100,000 you have. Are you willing to go all in on this thing? I'm like, let's do it. Like I have no fear of, of financial risk. But um, I've seen people fail given the same information that other people take and, and have like unbelievable success. And I've always wondered why, why, why? I've given you the same tools as I gave that person and you have all the same skill set advantages that they had. And it's, it's about, I think a lot of times it is their why. They don't have a strong enough reason or they haven't, they haven't found within them what gets them off the mat when they get knocked down, what gets them up in the morning when they had a rough day the day before. And I think that is probably the single best, biggest determining factor of someone's success is why are they doing it? Because if they're doing it for money, only money, and that's the only thing they can think about, they'll fail. It, it, you will fail. I have yet to meet someone who said, I had all kinds of problems. I got money and now I have no problems. It's just, you get different problems, right? And I always say money is like sugar. It it works in the moment. It feels like you're filled up and you're getting what you need, but then it doesn't, it's not sustainable. You don't stay energized. Money doesn't do it. So what do you tell people? How do you talk to people? What is your thoughts on, on the why and how that fuels your success? This is so good. I think in hearing you say that, <laughs> It, what it brought up for me is like when someone wins the lottery and you know how so there's all these stories about people yep. that win the lottery and then they're broke like yep. two years later and it's because they don't have that mindset. I feel like that's the same thing with you saying that you're giving these tools to people and you see some people f- build seven, eight figure businesses and some people not do anything. It's like, what, what, it, where's their mindset behind it? And I think a lot of people need instant results and the people that are going to build the seven, eight figure businesses are completely okay with and have peace knowing they may not see something for months or even years at a time, but it's that compounding effect. And like at some point it is going to absolutely take and explode, but most people will not stay along for the ride. And they're like, Oh, it's been two months or like, man, it's been a 90 day cycle or it's been this or that it's not working and they give up. And so it's like, um, it's kind of like the, uh, what is it? The, the tortoise wins, wins, is that how, yeah, how it goes? The right? yeah. yeah. slow and like, steady. Yep. Yeah. It's like, stick with it. But most people are not patient and they're just like, Oh, I thought it was a get rich quick or, you know, it didn't work for me. So to me, I feel like it comes back to mindset. What would you say? Yeah. I feel like a lot of your listeners, you know, being real estate investors, they're probably somewhat, you know, rational brain or formulaic. Like I mm-hmm. think it's, there's magic and math in life, right? But I think there is some level of formula in the magic. Like this is more that mindset stuff is like, it's not tangible. It is intangible and it's stuff you need to work on. But coming back to, I think there's a formula around it. It starts with what you want. You've got to know precisely what you want, the vision you have for your life. You don't go to a restaurant and be like, the server comes over and like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll take food. You're like, no, I'll take the steak, the ribeye, medium rare, sweet potato on the side broccoli. Could you throw a little garlic on that broccoli? Uh, and I'll take a spicy skinny margarita, like whatever the heck you order. Like you're so specific with it. Be specific with your goals, with your dreams, with your vision for your life. So I think the first step get specific on that because guess what? The passion isn't in buying a house and doing all the, the work and putting the sweat equity in to flip it or buying a single family and renting it out for the next 20 years. Like the passion isn't in that. It's not in necessarily that, that aspect of it. The, the purpose or the passion is like, what am I working towards? 
And what you're going to find is these are vehicles. These are steps to work towards that. Maybe it's that financial freedom. Maybe it's the ability to travel the world. Maybe it's the ability to quit your nine to five, whatever it is like that is your driving force. And you have to get so, so clear on that. And from there, it kind of goes hand in hand. You got to understand the underlying why, like, why are you doing this? I think a big part of Sandy and my why, because entrepreneurship is looks glorious on Instagram and on the outside, but that day in day out, like you can feel alone and you are, and it is like, there's a lot going on always, but I know a bit, my why is like, is more legacy based. It's like, I always have flash forward to, I'm like 90 on a rocking chair and my grandchild or my great grandchild is sitting on my lap and asking me about my life and what I did. And I want to be able to say, I went for it. I made the impact. I'm leaving a legacy behind whatever it's through it's books. It's your brand. It's your company. It's real estate. It's passing on your real estate or business to your, to your kids, whatever that is. Like, I want to be proud of that and build that legacy. And like, we're actually expecting this November our first. And like, that's become uh-huh. a big part of, of our why. And my why is like, wow, I got to do this for, you know, our unborn child or our, our future baby. And so that becomes a big thing. Family becomes a big why. And then, so, so the vision and the why pair that. And then the third thing, I think Sandy and I call it a decided heart. It's a decision. There is a point in every entrepreneur's life where like there was a decision made, whether it was like, I am done with this nine to five life. That doesn't mean they quit that day, but it, there was that moment where they're like, I'm, what am I passionate about? What do I want to build? If I won the lottery, traveled the world, bought the beach house, bought the things two years later, I did all the things. What would I do next? Maybe that's a sign. Like, like yeah. Mike said, I love that. You said we're all entrepreneurs born, but we're conditioned into maybe other things. When there's that tug or that pull on your heart, it's there for a reason. It's up to you. It's your duty. It's your responsibility to follow it. I heard Les Brown say the wealthiest place in the world is the graveyard because most of us go to our grave with our ideas, with our inventions, with our passions, with our purpose, with our legacy buried inside of us. We never went for it. We never started Yep. And it just start, right? It's like, just right. start. So there's that decision, like, I'm going to pursue this until, and you'll know, it's like this airy fairy thing, right? But you'll know, you'll look back and be like, wow, that was the decision. And I totally. think that is like a little bit of a formula, like the vision, the why, and then the decision. Yep. And by the way, congratulations on your, uh, your upcoming you. baby. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So I heard a lot of stuff I want to talk about. You, you mentioned a couple of times now the, the podcast is Just Start Real Estate, right? I when I was when I was trying to get myself like I had I to me it felt like a gravitational pull back to corporate back to like a structure that we're conditioned certainly in the Midwest but we're conditioned to think we just go to work for somebody and for me to break out of that it felt very much like the the effort and the fuel and the energy it takes to break out of the atmosphere, right? Like you have this pull that just keeps pulling you back. Everybody you know, everybody you talk to, all your friends, family, everybody is doing it. And it's hard to get out of that. So while I was doing that, I was listening to podcasts and different people who inspired me and people who are successful. And the common theme that I heard at the end of whatever interview they were doing, this happened so often I couldn't even count it. And it just was like a light bulb moment for me. The person interviewing would say to whoever it was, Elon Musk, you know, Tony Robbins, whatever, Gary Vaynerchuk, like whoever it was, they'd go, what is your advice for people out there who are listening to this and want to do their own thing or they want to start or whatever? And they would go, just start, like, just start like today, like start doing something toward what you want to do. Don't think about it anymore. Just start. And so it was very natural for me. Um, 
yeah, every everything you just mentioned is a hundred percent true, and I really do think that people get conditioned into a life that they think they they want or they're told that they want, and and the real hard thing is is breaking out of that and seeing that there is something else that that they can do or something else that they're meant to do and you know i there's an exercise that i ask people to do a lot of times it's picture your life if you actually take the risk or whatever it is that you want to do you take that that leap and it, and it works out the way that you want it to. Like, think about how that feels. How do you feel at 90 when you're talking to your great grandkids? How proud are you? And how much do you, are you proud and excited that you left something for them? And, and you know, you maybe can take care of future generations. Now, you, you know what you're doing now. So you know how it's going to turn out. You're going to be 60 and you're going to retire and you're going to have just enough to scrape by. Think of that life. And when your great, great grandson or daughter asks you, what did you do? And, and how you're going to feel when you have to admit that you did, never really took the chances that you wanted to take. And, and sometimes people are fueled by pot, like excitement of what they want. And some people have to hit a bottom and they have to hit a low. And I think it's important sometimes for people to feel what it'll feel like if they go to their grave with all of their ideas and thoughts and aspirations and goals stuck inside of them still. Like regret is the one thing that is very difficult to deal with because it usually happens at the end once it's too late and you don't want to get to 90 and regret that you never tried. You know, what's going to happen to you going forward if you stay on the same path you're on? There's nothing exciting about that. You know exactly what's going to happen. Most people can map their life out for the next 30, 40, 50 years. But how exciting to think what can happen if you just choose door number two. And so I love that whole like, you know, the great granddaughter son on your lap. And and what does that mean? You know, I do this too for my kids and my grandkids. Like that's, that's what it matters to me that, you know, like part of me is maybe it's just that they're proud or they like talk about me with some level of pride when I'm gone someday. Like that matters to me. And I think it usually boils down to family. It boils down to control over your time and when you wake up and when you go on vacation. Like those are the, that, that starts get into the kernels of why, why some people are drawn to, to create their own destiny. So, um, I love that. Why do you guys do real estate, by the way? I know it's not your main focus, but why even bother? You got so much going on. I'm just interested. I always like hearing why people choose to get involved. You said you just bought your first commercial property. Like that's no small thing. Why, why bother? Great question. Before I do, you just sparked a, a question in my mind for the audience to, to ask themselves. Our mentors, when we first started in entrepreneurship, asked, if you keep doing what you're doing, where will you be in five years? And are you okay with that? Because if it's something you aren't actually, if you don't know where you want to go, then where you are is where you're going to be. Mm-hmm. You might get a three, a 10% raise here and there in between, you know, Little things might change, but for things to change, you have to make a change. So yeah. start to think about where do I want to be in five years? If I don't have a crystal clear vision of that, I'm going to float along. I'm going to be basically where I'm at today. Yeah. But what transitioning into real estate, why real estate for us? I grew up in you know the finance world and I started to look at, okay, you know I'm investing in this 401k, but I started to, again, look at those successful people. Like, what are they investing in? What are they doing? Yeah. Shoot, they yeah. don't really have 401ks. The 401k is the typical blueprint of retire at 60 mm-hmm. and have enough to scrape by. And if you live long enough, if you're healthy enough, your kids are going to have to take care of you. I was like, that does not work for me. So what are these uber successful people doing? The people whose lives that I want, they're building businesses. 
They might be selling them. They have equity in things. They have equity in assets, businesses and real estate. Yep. Also, my best friend's a CPA. He's totally flipped the tax code on its head for me. And oh, he would be actually great. I might have to connect you guys. He's flipped the tax code on its head and he said, it's not this like punishment. You get taxed here, here, and there. It's an it's a list of incentives. The the tax code, the IRS says, the government says build businesses and own property and you will pay very little taxes. So I'm like, shoot, I better start, we better start investing in property. Yeah. How do we do it? Oh my gosh, we just have to start. I don't know everything. Okay, yeah. let me look into turnkey real estate investing. Pretty easy foot in the door. It's mm-hmm. just like having some capital yep. that I've, I've worked for. I had a 401k. I, I, <laughs> this is another topic too. I pivoted that into a overfunded whole life insurance policy. I, we, you know, Mm-hmm. referred to as infinite banking or cash yep. flow banking. Yep. I've had so guys on who do that. Yeah. Yep. yeah, I love that. So I could have access to the funds. And then we were like, let's get into real estate. Let's start turnkey. Let's learn the process along the way. Let's work with all the constituents. Okay, we got three turnkey properties. Shoot, let's start to like network a little more. Okay, we find this off-market in-network deal randomly in North Dakota. It's 18 unit. It's an apartment building. It's not a crazy price tag. So it's something I'm like, let me swing and take take a risk on this. Like, yeah. it's probably not a home run, but it's a single or double. Yeah. And guess what? This is going to be, this is good. This, okay, this is a cash flow. Well, shoot, it wasn't that much different than the single family home. Yeah. It was just 18 doors instead of one. You go through yeah. the same process, but we realize like, ju- we just need to start. We need to start a little messy or a little imperfect. We need to learn along the way. But what we realized was, Real estate is an asset. Like we, we believe in rental properties for our current situation right now, because I'm like, shoot, I don't care if the market goes down 20%. Right. There's going to be renters in there. I'm paying the same mortgage. Yep. Um, they're paying the same rent and rent, the rental market doesn't fluctuate as much. So we looked at it again as that legacy building, like mm-hmm. someone's in there, we're, we're building equity. And now we're starting to look at, you know, different things and get into different ventures. And I know that starting with the rental, maybe a little bit safer, the turnkey mm-hmm. is going to grow and excel into more exciting into future, different type of real estate investments. And we're excited totally. about it. That's awesome, man. That is so cool. You know what? That's a great place for us to end this. I love the inspiration guys. You guys are doing some really cool things. You're helping people. And I, like I said, I, I think probably the biggest thing that people need help with is getting out of their own head. Like just, you know, the between the ears, that's where people are struggling. And I and folks like you that are doing the work that you're doing, you're helping more people than than anyone could ever imagine. So uh, I appreciate everything you guys do. You're awesome couple. You're very inspirational. And the positive energy can just, you can feel it through the microphone and through the camera. So uh, continued success to you guys. How can people get a hold of you if they want to find out more? If they want to know more about you and reach out, how can they do that? What should they know? Well, we've really appreciated being on. So thank you so much. Yes, and, thank you, Mike. Um, people can connect with us on, we have a website. It's sandyandwade.com. Um, probably the best way to chat with us, honestly, is on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, my Instagram is sandyclaws7 and Wade's as well as with Wade. And um, we have our own we podcast, have our own podcast as well. It's probably the perfect mix. Like ours is more entrepreneurial mindset. Yep. And Mike's is like, all right, let's invest in real estate. It's like that good mix that we've talked about today of like X's and O's and the mindset to execute. So our podcast is getting magnetic with Sandy and Wade. Um, but it. Mike, it's been an absolute pleasure. We love connecting with, you know, like-minded people, people doing big things in the world. You know, we did our research on you and just 
you're you're awesome i love what you're putting out there adding so much value so thank you for being you absolutely guys thank you guys for being you and uh, i look forward to seeing what you're up to in the future i know you guys are gonna just crush it i mean you're super young got nothing but time ahead of you got a baby coming it's gonna nothing but inspire you to even be more amazing and before i end i wanted to say this earlier uh sandy i'm Obviously, I have kids. Uh, Your mom, if my kids do what you did after I pass away, if that inspires them, I could not be more excited and proud. So I know she'd be super proud. And I think it's awesome that you took that and and did something that would have, of course, made any parent super proud. So that's amazing. I love it. You guys are great. Thank you. All right. We'll talk to you next time. All right. Those guys are a lot of fun and very inspirational. My goodness. At a very young age, figured out what they wanted and realized they wanted more out of life, right? A lot of us want that, but some people do something about it and some people don't. Be the person who does something about it. They mentioned masterminds and and coaches and things like that. I can't tell you how critical that was to me and my business. I think everyone really needs a coach, a mastermind, or some place that they can go and get answers to questions. They can feel like they're part of something that other people are trying to do. It's so important, guys. If you want to get involved in a mastermind, if you want help with your business, if you're looking for someone to help you, reach out to me. Just send me an email at mike at juststartrealestate.com. I will help you figure out the best course of action. I would love to do it. I've done it for so many people and I want to do it for you. But most of all, I want you to take action. That's the message. Always today and every day, take action, be inspired, learn from people who are doing the thing that you want to do and take those steps to get there yourself. All right. We'll talk to you next time.